Hey there, I'm Micah and I'm the host of the She Pursues podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip faith-based women who want to take an active role in developing their spiritual, physical, and mental health. You can expect meaningful conversations, interviews, solo episodes that provide biblical truth and insight, tangible takeaways, professional advice, resources, and more. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes. And if you leave a review, I will be eternally grateful. Reviews help keep the podcast visible, which gets this message out into the world. Today, I'm going to talk about goal setting and how we can incorporate God into the goal setting process. And I would say even more importantly, how to make him and our relationship with him our number one goal. Now, if you have followed me for any period of time, or if you know me well, you know that I am obsessed with goal setting, like to a point that I probably annoy people with all my talk about goal setting, but I never actually set goals until about 2010. So at this point, I had graduated from college and I was working as a personal trainer. I was helping others in my work set goals for themselves, and I thought I should probably have some goals for myself as well. Now, I had, of course, set goals and met goals throughout my life, but I had never gone through the whole process of goal setting, right? I had never taken pen and paper and wrote out my goals or really thought about what I wanted my life to look like in, you know, five to 10 years, like I encourage all of you to do. So what I did is I set one goal per category in my life. So I had a financial category, relationships, career, physical health and well-being, and I had just that one goal. Now, what all of those goals had in common is they all had some kind of a pain point associated with them. So where I was at financially was not a place I wanted to be because I wasn't able to save or travel or do some things that I wanted to do. And so not that it caused like deep traumatic pain, but it caused me frustration and I wanted to be able to steward my money better. Now, some people's goals might have stronger pain points. So you might be dealing with things like having low self-worth, not um, believing in yourself, having guilt or shame around how you've lived your life or the choices that you've made over a period of time. And We obviously want God to be a part of all of our goals for multiple reasons, but for that type of pain in particular, we so often look at the goal achieved being the thing that's going to save us or the thing that's going to take this pain away, and that's not necessarily the case. Like God is our savior. God is our help when we are in need, and he's the only one that can fulfill us and truly satisfy us. So you can go through this whole process of achieving this goal and still feel just as empty, if not even emptier inside when you achieve that goal. And so we've got to make time for the Lord. We've got to seek him above all else. That doesn't mean we don't go after this goal, um, but God needs to be our number one and needs to be in the midst of that. And for for any goal, so even if you have that um, smaller pain point, maybe that doesn't run as deep, it's still important to have God um, be a part of that. So I'll share a couple more reasons why that's so important. And then I also want to give you some examples of how we can incorporate spending time with the Lord into our life and just how to avoid the distractions and the lies that come our way when it comes to spending time with God. Now, one of the first things you probably do when you set a new goal is you figure out how you're going to achieve it, right? So you have to figure out how to get from point A to point B and how to do that quickly and efficiently. So thankfully, we have experts that we can go to and learn from. You can do a Google search, take a class, read a book, maybe even talk to a friend who's gone through what you are hoping to go through next. 
And I think that that is great. Like God has given these people the resources and the ability and the knowledge to be able to teach and encourage others, or he's given them the experience to learn from and then help other people walk through it. But I also think that it's so important to make sure we're filtering that through what I like to call a God filter. So especially in the personal development industry or health and wellness, which is personal development, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. (laughs) There's some whack stuff. So I like to use this God filter and filter what I learned through that and say, you know, does this align with the word of God? Is it true? Is it helpful? And I base the truth off of what the word of God says. Now, if you have ever read Proverbs, there is so much wisdom in there. I think I learn something new every single time I read Proverbs, but a lot of it is related to personal development goals. So things like our work ethic, money, success, the way we treat others. There is so much in that little book. And so I would encourage you to read that, but you know, just ask yourself that question. Does this align with God? And that way you can take what you want and you can leave what you want. So there are people that I follow and that I learn from that maybe don't fully align with the word of God. But as long as I have my God filter on, I can protect myself against being deceived or being led astray in that sense. And then I also do try to listen to people who are more aligned with the Lord and his word and who have a relationship with him. So Proverbs 4, 20 to 22 says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. So of course that comes from Proverbs, which I mentioned earlier. Um, But if we don't know the word of God, if we're not familiar with the truth of the word, it will be so much easier to be deceived or to be led astray. And so we can use this God filter, but we have to know what the truth is or we don't really have a filter to use, if that makes sense. So I want to encourage you to get in the word, spend time with the Lord so that you know and that you're not, you know, believing any sneaky lies that come up when you are working toward your goal. And also um, John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think of that verse a lot when I am working toward my goals, you know, working to achieve certain things or do certain things. I have to be reminded of my own weakness. Like I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to do it in my own strength. And I want to bear the fruit of Jesus. I don't want to bear my own you know, worldly success fruit. I want people to see Jesus in me. And I can't do that if I'm not remaining in him. I can't do that if I'm following people of the world more than I am following Jesus and following what his word says. So let's talk about how we can spend more time with Jesus, really suck up his word and pursue him as we are pursuing these other goals in our life. So there are three distractions that typically come up when it comes to spending time with God. And the first is multitasking. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with multitasking. And depending on the season of life you're in, sometimes that's all you get or you have a day where it's just crazy and that happens. And I think God will honor every little bit of time that we give him. You know, there's nothing wrong with um, listening to some worship music in the car or reading a Bible devotional while you're nursing your kid at 3 a.m., Um, turning on a sermon while you're cooking dinner. These are great ways to fit in some time with the Lord and to just keep your mind focused on the right things and focused on Him. But there is something to be said about carving out 
that special quiet time with him. And even if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, there's just a a peace that can come over you. There's a stillness and some sensitivity to his spirit that can happen in those moments that is just really profound and really life-changing. So if you can take an honest look at your day and see if there's any way you can get even just 10 minutes and spend that time in the quiet with him, not worrying about anything else that needs to be done, that time will be so special. And I think sometimes we do get so caught up in all the things that need to be done. And God just wants to remind you that those things will be there for you later. Um, I think of Mary and Martha and how, you know, Jesus came in and Mary just sat down at his feet and spent time with him and learned from him. And Martha was worried about all these other things that had to be done. And I was upset with our sister and he's like, this is what you should be doing. Like, just come and spend time with me. And we can just kind of take that Mary spirit with us when we go to meet with the Lord. It's just a special time. And I also think of it like, like a relationship, you know, we want a relationship with God. Imagine if you go on a date with your husband or spouse, partner, boyfriend, whatever. Imagine if you like sat on your phone and were doing something else while you were spending time with him. I mean, that would probably make him feel not very important in your life. And I think that we can all take that small amount of time to just put all the distractions aside and spend time with someone that we really care about and that we want to develop a relationship with. The second distraction is busyness and just filling our day with these busy things to do. And that does tie in with number one and multitasking and the story of Martha and Mary. But I think a lot of times too, we tend to get really busy with the important things, right? So maybe it's our ministry, maybe it's our work that does honor God. It could even be our families and the time that we spend serving them. Those are all good things and those are all things that God has probably called you to do. But at the same time, we can easily allow that to become an idol in our life and put that above our time with the Lord. We put it above God and God needs to be number one in our lives, even you know above those things that he has called us to. The third distraction is or I would say this is probably more of a lie from the enemy, is thinking that we're fine, right? You've accepted Christ. Maybe you had a recent breakthrough in your life and, you know, God proved his faithfulness to you and and you feel good. You feel close to God. You feel like there's no big problems in your life. And so you kind of move away from spending that time with him because you're not in need of this breakthrough. You're not really struggling. And that's when the enemy can come in and just wreak havoc because we we think we're fine. Um, But we need to be connecting with the Lord daily and renewing our minds daily and um, clinging on to his truth. And that will give us that perfect peace that we can carry with us from day to day. So don't allow that previous breakthrough or that one-time thing to you know, make you think that you're good, right? God's not like a vending machine. We don't want to just go to him only when we need something. We want to go to him every day to renew our minds daily, to connect with him daily, and just continue that relationship. Also be open to where the Spirit's leading you. And maybe that's in what you're reading or the worship music you listen to or the prayers that you have written out. The best way to overcome those distractions or those lies is just to carve out time for him. And I mentioned that earlier to carve out that time, but ask him to help you do that. Ask him to look at your calendar with you and say, you know, God, where can I find time to meet with you? And he can help reveal that to you. And it might mean sacrificing a little bit of something, 
But if we want God to be number one in our life, then we can surely sacrifice a little bit of time to talk to him and, and spend time with him. Also ask him to search your heart. Ask him what maybe um, needs to be removed or surrender. Um, what are you idolizing above him? And again, that can be those good things. It can be our family. It can be our work. It can be our volunteer work, our ministry. He can help reveal that to you, what needs to be surrendered, and then just be willing to surrender that and be obedient in that. You can also make a plan. So once you have an idea of when you can spend time with God, what's what does that plan look like, right? You can put it in your calendar like a meeting. You can uh, wake up a little earlier, go to bed um, earlier so you can get up. Maybe it's during your lunch break. You head to your car and you just block out any noise around you. What's your plan? How are you going to make it happen just like you would anything else? And then the last thing is just to let the Holy Spirit lead you. So when you are having that time with the Lord, you might have a set, you know, 20 minutes. And I know it's hard if you've got, you know, places to be or kids running in and distracting you. But I think a lot of people, when they spend time with God, they want to follow a plan, um, which which is good. I mean, it gives you something to do versus showing up and not really knowing what to do. And then you get distracted by other things. So the plan is fine. But just like when you are at church and the worship team, you know, kind of goes off plan and, you know, does some prophetic word or does a new song they didn't plan on or the preacher goes 30 minutes past to what he's supposed to, which happens at our church all the time. And we 100% love it. But let the Holy Spirit lead you in your quiet time too. There's times when I'll just start with worship music and get so into it that that's all I do that day. So I maybe didn't get to my reading. I maybe didn't get to all my specific prayers that day, but man, I feel the spirit of the Lord on me and I feel the joy of the Lord from, you know, just soaking up time with him in this worship. So it's okay to do that and to let him guide you in that time with him. So I hope that is just a good reminder for you to keep him as a priority in your life and allow him to do the work in you instead of allowing that goal, right? Or that achieved goal, do the work in you. Because yes, I know we want to, you know, make improvements. We want to be better. We want to be successful in different areas. Um, But like I said earlier, God's the one that fulfills you and the one that satisfies you. And without him, we have nothing. Like I don't want to gain the whole world and lose God in my life. I don't want to lose my soul to the world. So I would rather have him than anything else in the world. So I hope that's encouraging for you guys today and I will see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at micah.tice, that's M-I-C-A-E-H period T-I-C-E, or on facebook.com backslash she pursues. And stay tuned for more episodes every week.